Blog Talk Radio. And we're back. Hello, Deandra LaBeouf, creator of BadCulture.net. You know me. If you're listening to this show, you know me. So sorry for the minor technical difficulties. So we are back now for another one hour and 24 minutes. Shout out to my man, Ryan Bivens, and we're going to continue to bring you more news and information from the world of the sweet science for good, better, or worse. This weekend, of course, we saw Vladimir Klitschko become dethroned by Great Britain's Tyson Fury. Very, very surprising. Very, very boring, ugly, just not the most aesthetically beautiful fight to watch. But nonetheless, we have a champion who chose to to serenade us with Aerosmith as a conclusion. So, hey, you can't spend good money and not enjoy that. And then, let's see, James DeGale defeated Lucien Boutte. We've got, um, it's Quill and Jacobs fight week. Let's see, what else do we got going on? Oh, a whole bunch of stuff going on. If you would like to call in and speak with us, the call-in number is 718-508-9852. I'm just waiting for Ryan Bivens to rejoin me on the call so we can take your questions, comments, concerns, about what we know about the sweet science and to hear your thoughts and opinions. Once again, that number is 718-508-9852. I saw a post today that said today was the day of giving or giving day or the anti-Black Friday, Cyber Monday giving day, which is pretty ironic since it comes after Black Friday and Cyber Monday when everybody's broke already. But if you did not spend all your money on Friday or Monday and you would like to Keep with the spirit of giving. Give to badculture.net so that we can keep these great podcasts on the air, so that we can keep the website online, so we can keep bringing you news from the world of the sweet science. Visit badculture.net. In the left-hand column, there is a donate button, and we appreciate all your love and donations. It defaults to $25. If $25 is too much, hey, change it to five. Change it to three. Change it to one. Every dollar you every dollar you contribute goes to the operation and maintenance of badculture.net, a labor of love. We're out in these streets trying to bring the boxing to the people and the people to the boxing. You know, started from the bottom. We're still pretty close to the bottom, but we're here nonetheless. I don't know where Ryan Bivens is. I hope you can hear me if you are listening to the show. Somebody tweet me and tell me that you hear me because I can't tell because I'm talking to myself. I see the timer ticking, but I don't see Ryan Bivens. In the meantime, let's see. What is Twitter talking about right now? Right now, Twitter is talking about how they, uh, the Lakers, oh, my Lakers lost. The Lakers got beat by the Sixers. Yeah, Ryan definitely got to get back on the air and talk about that. So, so sad. The Sixers finally get a win, and it has to come against my Lakers. That's a damn shame. As you all know, it is the season of retirement. For Kobe Bryant, it's time. I love Kobe, but it's time. Let's see. What else is going on in the news? Julian Williams uh, sent out a press release today. Julian J. Rock Williams of Philadelphia sent out a press release saying that 
he wants year-round drug testing, and he will subject himself to testing from VADA and USADA. So, you know, kudos to him for wanting to fight in a clean sport. He and uh, Nonito Donaire are to partner up. I remember Nonito Donaire was a huge uh, proponent of year-round testing. Let's see what else we got going. Deontay Wilder says he wouldn't mind fighting uh, Tyson Fury in the U.K. Of course he wouldn't mind. He'd make more money if he fought over there. It'd be a great fight, too. Uh, ooh, Jermaine Taylor pled guilty. He will be sentenced in April. Wow, Jermaine Taylor's a, a troubled, troubled guy. And hopefully, you know, you never want to see anyone go to jail, but hopefully a stint in the in the gal will do him some good, give him some time to get his mind right. And maybe he'll be even more of an assassin when he comes out. So now we are rejoined by Ryan Macho Time Bivens. Shit, do we pick up where we left off? Do we start with something new? You know, do we do we spar? What should we do? Um, I don't know. Uh, I I gotta get my thoughts on the uh, the Jacob Quillen fight. Um. Okay. Well, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Let's talk about, cool. let's see, we could talk about eh, Peter Nelson's been named the executive vice president of HBO Sports. Cool, cool. Seems like a pretty cool guy whenever I've had to interact with him, which has been very minimal. Uh, Omar Figueroa. Eh, eh. Julian Williams. Hey, let's talk about a Philly son. Let's talk about Julia, Julian J. Rock Williams. All right. Who said yeah, that he, he um, year year round testing. What, do you, what what are your thoughts? I think it's great. You know, the only other, other fighter that I can remember offhand who just was like, here, test me whenever you feel like it was Nonito Donaire, if I remember right. correctly. And, you know, do you think he, he will set a trend? Will you think others will follow? Uh, no, I mean, as long as fighters got to pay for this shit themselves, they're not going to follow. I mean, it's not in people's nature to, you know, uh, to – to voluntarily give money away. I mean, that, that testing is not cheap. And, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. if the commissions aren't, aren't helping these fighters pay to get it done, then, you know, it's just it's never really going to catch on. But, I mean, I credit the J-Rock for doing it, though, because he's, he hasn't even made any big paydays yet, you know. Um, he's still waiting for his shot. So, I mean, uh, that, that that that's a good thing. Um, and he's also, you know, he's, he's going to be the first guy to do Vada and USADA. Um uh, Donaire does it just with Vada. Um, you know, it's always been kind of a like uh, a rivalry between those those two organizations. You know, always, you know, poking holes in each other, especially in Vada. You know, they they um they don't have the, the same notoriety, but um, there's like a hardcore contingency in the boxing community that that is just loyal to them, and, and they'll tell you that they're so much more thorough and, and whatnot. Yeah, maybe they are. Um, I, I can't really say from from personal experience, but uh, Usada is definitely the the more used brand. Um, that's that's what uh, Olympians use, and um, and Jay Rock is using both. So I mean, I, I don't know how you know practical that really is. I mean, well, you know, obviously you really need to use both, but I mean, he's doing it, and he'll be the first person to use both. For those of for those who don't know, like myself. I don't know if you know the answer to this. How much does it cost? Like this drug testing, I can't. It's, I know it's not like fifty dollars. How much does a, a typical drug test cost? Like when you had to be drug tested, how much did it cost? 
Um, I think they cost thousands of dollars. They they, they range. Um, I think Vod is cheaper. Um, but they they really kind of negotiate with you. Um, what the the price is going to be? I, I think they like kind of base it off of how much money you're making. You know, in your fights. That is some. That is some some. Some now that's some robbery stuff there. You gonna you gonna te- you gonna test? I let's say, okay. Let's say I'm let's call me Floyd, and we'll call you. Well, no, don't call me Floyd. We'll call me a level A side boxer, and we'll call you Ryan Bivens, who is three fights into his professional career. You mean to tell me I gotta pay for the same test just because I've been fighting? That's ridiculous. That's like going to the grocery store. And we're both buying eggs, but my eggs are twenty dollars and your eggs are two dollars. Where's the fairness in that? What's the big deal? Why? Why is that? How is that determined? That's crazy. I think to negotiate this kind of stuff. Um, a part of it also might be kind of uh, like how much control the fighter wants to have over when he's actually tested. I think that's that's why Floyd paid so much money for his his testing because he, you know, he he's kind of a diva with uh, the way he operates. Like you can't just roll up on him and test him at any time of the day. And um, I think the fact that he paid Usada so much money, like I think he paid him like hundred thousand dollars for for some of his fights. <laughs> uh, he he pretty much got the got got the call the shots. Wow. That's not fair. See, these are the type of things there needs to be a boxer union for, but that's never going to happen. So, you know, there's that. Once again, you are listening to The Ruckus, brought to you by the Bad Culture Radio Network. The call-in number is 718-508-9852. Giandra LaBuff, Ryan Bivens, we're here. We're talking boxing and, you know, whatever else. Well, I'm sure we'll go off on a tangent that's completely unrelated at some point. We just haven't got there yet. Um, let's see. So once kudos to uh uh J Rock Williams for wanting to maintain the integrity of the sport by subjecting himself and his wallet to year round testing. That's pretty dope. You know, perhaps someone can sponsor him, like Gatorade or Under Armour or something like that can sponsor him. That'll be pretty dope. At least to cover the cost of testing. Good uh good marketing standpoint too. Let's see. Uh, Everything this week is Tyson Fury more than anything because the Alphabet King has been toppled. I, you know what? I haven't even checked on, on Shannon Briggs. Has anybody checked on Shannon Briggs? Oh, Shannon, Shannon was he, mad. He, he was mad that uh, Tyson knocked off Crisco before he got the chance. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon the Cannon, man. Let's go, champ. Let's go, champ. He can't, uh, man. See, let me check on him. I got to get him back on the show. We've been, now, uh, see, the I think the, the fact that lost, now, if, he, if he doesn't go through with this immediate rematch with Tyson Fury, which honestly, I don't think is a good idea for him to go straight into the rematch because he, he, he fundamentally needs to learn how to box differently. And I, I don't think he can do that in, in, you know, just a span of a few months. Like, so, you know, let, let him go in there with, uh, an easier opponent where he can just like work on some, some you know, some technique differences. And and Shannon Briggs is, is the perfect guy, I think. <laughs> for for like an in between fight. So now that um 
Did the, you think uh, Shannon Briggs is going to troll into Fury now trying to get the fight? He know he ain't getting that fight. So, you know, what now? What now for him? Yeah, I, I'm not sure who Shannon Briggs is targeting now, but um, he might go after Wilder. Oh, my God. I'm just now looking at, I, you know, I've been a little bit hey, off you know the grid. I'm yeah, looking Wilder at, might take but, the fight, too. Now that I think about it, because if, Gla- if Glasgow is is doing this, you know, this IBF, um, you know, mandatory thing, then that that puts him out of the picture. Because uh, they were talking about Wilder versus is Glasgow in in uh, January, because you know people figured that Klitschko would still be champion, and you know and nobody really gave Glasgow a shot against Klitschko, and uh, and Klitschko would have taken the fight. Um, because uh, he, 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 there would be no reason for him to rematch Tyson Fury if he beat him. So, but now that that didn't happen, Glasgow is is pretty much definitely not fighting Wilder anymore. And Wilder, he needs a new dance partner. And uh, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of people are probably busy. And I'm sure Shannon Briggs was going right in there. Man, this this post though. Y'all seen that shit yesterday, the worst. It looked like a drunk guy and a businessman got into a fight. They were scared to throw punches. I told y'all the pie was primed and ready to get baked. That would be Vladimir for those of you who don't follow Shannon Briggs. (laughs) Fury ain't ain't no puncher. He's wild and unpredictable. Guys like him, you just got to knock them out quick. They need to be doing some goofy shit, but getting punched stops all that. Vlad needed to let him come to him or go all the way inside. He was shook to go in the war zone. I'm still going to whoop your ass. You lost on purpose. Anything for me not to get you. (laughs) According to Shannon Briggs, Vladimir has lost on purpose. Damn an injury. Damn your wife checking herself into, not rehab, but uh, needing some psychological help for the baby. You know, he lost on purpose. So that's Briggs' story, and he's sticking to it. I don't know. Stay ready. Stay ready, champ. You might be getting a call sooner than you think. You never know. You never, ever know. Boxing, the theater of the unknown. You never know what's going to happen. Let's see. Moving on from that, I mean, you know, not too much we can say about that. Let's see. uh, uh, Jermaine Taylor pleading guilty. Uh, that'll be interesting. We'll see what kind of sentence he gets. Fury, Glasgow to head straight to Perth vid. We kind of touched upon that already. James DeGale talked about that already. Uh, oh yeah, he's um he's he's building up for a fight with uh, Badu Jack. That'll be interesting. James DeGale. Oh yeah, he sure yeah. he most certainly is. And uh, Badu Jack looked pretty great in his uh his last fight. The fight the. Uh, uh, yeah, George Rose, Jack right. Last right. Fight was the fight he won the yeah that he won the that he uh, that was on the undercard for Berto Mayweather Berto. Bobby Jack has really been coming on strong, and that would be a really really good fight. No, yeah, Bobby Jack uh, is James. comeback fighter of the year after getting knocked out last year by who he got knocked out by. He yeah, completely Derek turned it around. Well, he, he beat yeah, Anthony Durant and George Rose this year. He was underdog in both fights. Mm-hmm. Beat Anthony Durrell, beat George Rose, and took a draw against the super middleweight that everybody has to fight, Marco Antonio Paraban, and then now 
Yeah, that was you. He back on the on the main street. That's a good looking fight. Let's see, what month is this? This is December. Well, we'll call that fight November. I don't know. Would uh, DeGail Jack be too soon for what? Are you, oh, you know what? Where does that fight land? Because if Oscar De La Hoya is saying that Canelo is May and September, well, I know, no, 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 I mean date-wise, date fight. Oh, date because, you know, oh, Roddy yeah, Jackson is sure. a, a Mayweather promo guy. You know, what? where do you put this fight on? It's a pretty big fight. It's a pretty substantial fight, but you've got Canelo retaking May and September. Floyd is retired. It's too good a fight just to put on one of those showbox type of shows. Well, Floyd might come out of retirement in April, so we're told, with, with that uh, with that new MGM building being built, and uh, I guess he could be on that car. But what if Floyd doesn't? <laughs> hey, um, well, what if you know what? Even if Floyd does come out of retirement, I think he still wants to promote the first car there. Either way. I don't know. That's a pretty good fight, but still not a fight that could be a main event here. And that fight definitely would happen here. But I don't know. A PBC fight? Like a cool. like a daytime? Like a, just maybe like a PBC fight? Like a Channel 4 Marv Alpert fight? Or a Spike TV fight? Mm, maybe. But I, I think it probably at least need to be NBC. I mean, these are right. two world champions, you know, unifying titles. And also rate them, you know, number one and number two in the division. That's a good fight. That fight needs to jump on some type of pay-per-view, something or other. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens with it. I don't know. I'm here for it, though. It sounds great to me. Let's see. What else can we talk about? There's not, you know, it's the end of the year, folks. Just coming off of Thanksgiving. I'm still semi in a food coma. We're about to head into Christmas. You know, there's not, I mean, there's fights going on, but, you know, people are starting to smooth down for the end of the year. So maybe we oh. should just jump right now into talking about, um, what you call it here? The weekend. Let's talk about the weekend. Not the singer. The fights that are coming up. Just two two main fights this weekend that I would suggest that people watch. They can you break know, it down. Dude. They can skip everything else if, if you know if they got better things to do. But the fights you got to see are the you know the, the Daniel Jacobs versus Peter Quillen. I know these are out handed fighters and yeah 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 he's 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 ruining boxing blah blah. It's a good fight. <laughs> so you're gonna want to watch that fight. Um. They're going to be knockdowns. Both both guys should go down. I don't know if they should. Peter Quillen might go down. Daniel Jacobs is definitely going down. Okay, like I have no doubt that Daniel Jacobs is in the canvas uh, at least once or twice during the fight. Um, Peter Quillen might. These guys are going to land a lot of hard shots, and he shouldn't end in a knockout. I expect Quillen to pull it out, but uh, you know who knows. Uh, I just think he's he's a lot more durable than Daniel Jacobs, and he, you know he'll just eventually wear him down. Like I can see Jacobs, you know, kind of winning the fight for you know maybe six six eight rounds, um, but you know with, with the knockdowns uh, making it close, 
and then eventually he'll just like you know kind of crumble in the the later rounds. I think uh, Quinn will take him out. Well, Quinn can take him out early. You never know, Peter Quinn. He he when he decides to turn up the heat is is kind of kind of all at his own discretion. He he kind of varies it when when he decides to give a shit in the fight. But um, Here's yeah, I'm definitely real- looking forward to that fight. That's what that's what Here's the real right. question. I'm looking forward to that fight too. You know, I know there's both there's a big anti PBC contingency, but that's a really a good fight. That really is a good fight. My question is, is Peter Quillen gonna make weight? <laughs> right, right. That that that's is a good good question. question. Well, he made the last gonna... time. I mean, I, and I heard he's with uh, Memo Heredia, so I mean, he's. Oh, These guys are, you know, working out extremely hard, so they're they're probably going to cut. The, I, I do think he's going to blow up. Like he'll, he'll he might put on twenty pounds after he weighs in, but I think he'll make oh. weight. Let's see. I hate that. I really hate that. And that part. I get the whole rehydration thing and everything, but that just can't be good for you to weigh in at. 159 and three-quarter pounds, and then fight night, you're 180 pounds. What the hell? What in the hell? That, that's how Savage Jr. became world champion, though. Because <laughs> you remember that fight with, uh, who did he fight? Um, he fought, damn, I forget the dude's name, but the dude was boxing the shit out of him. But basically, he just kept walking through the guy. And I think he he kind of cleaned up like the last. So he didn't win the fight on my card. I only thought he like won like the last five rounds, but I guess people gave him the last seven or, or so, something like that. And he won a close fight. But yeah, that the only reason he won is because he was so big. Hey, we can't do nothing about that. As long as they make weight on fight night, I guess that's all we're really worried about, right? So you know why? You know, Ryan, you're a historian. Why did they? Why did boxing do away with same day weigh-in? Um, because people happen? were they they tied it to deaths in the ring. They like um um like what's his name, Duke Kim, you know, some some other guys. You know, they just if you if you dehydrate yourself to, to make weight, and then you fight shortly thereafter, um, you you can't fully, you know, hydrate in time. And if you're not fully hydrated when you fight, it's, it's very dangerous. So at least, you know, giving them, like, you know, 30 hours before or, you know, at least 24 hours before they have to fight, you know, that they have ample time to, you know, put fluids back in their system and, you know, you know for their body to, you know, to be healthy again. Uh, that's I think that that's the only reason they did it, because they were concerned about fighters, you know, uh, health. And um, I mean, fighters took advantage of it, and by putting on you know so much weight that it's you know unrealistic. But you know, that's that's the name of the game. Uh, it's, it's always going to be some some crap like that. To me, the only thing you can do is oh, wow. either you know keep it the way it is, or go back to not same day weigh-ins, but like ringside weigh-ins. And see, but the problem with the ringside way, see, if, if you do the ringside, like, you know, like as soon as you get weighted and then you fight, then they, they already have to be hydrated, okay, because they, they can't afford to, there's just no time. There's, 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 you can't take any chances at that point, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, so that they would come to the way and hydrate and they'd be ready to go. 
she would, would the same day, like, you know, giving them, what, uh, six hours or, or ten hours or, you know, six, six, ten hours before they fight, they'll, they'll, they'll you know, they'll play games, they'll, they'll take chances. Uh, but the problem with the, the ringside it rains is uh, fighters might miss weight, and then you kind of have to cancel the card at literally the last second. <laughs> like, the broadcast is live. <laughs> People are expected to watch like a pay per view fight, and oh, he missed weight. Sorry, everybody, go home. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be very bad. So I mean, like no, you know, you you just you just in the bad situation no matter what. While we were while you were explaining that, I was sitting here looking uh, online, and I looked at a picture that someone put out in a message group that I like to participate in, and. They put in a picture of Peter Quill, and yeah, looking at that picture, I don't think he's going to have problems making weight. I've never seen him look like that before. He looks really lean, like really chiseled, really, really lean. And that's almost frightening because, like you said, fight night he's going to put on, like, if he's that lean, and it's, what what day is it? It's Tuesday? Oh, my God. He's going to be big as shit (laughs) Saturday night. Have you seen this picture? Um, I haven't looked at. Uh, I probably haven't seen it, but I mean, he he did look good when I watched him in uh, All Access. Yeah, I'm gonna tweet it to you right now. He looks ready for action. Man, I'm really, you know, people need to just quit hate. Stop being a hater. That's a good fight. It's a good competitive fight between he and Danny Jacobs. I enjoy 24/7. You know, it's a good fight. It's a fight I that. Sorry, HBO. <laughs> wrong channel. Um, it was a good all access. Yeah, I like that it. I I yeah, he is. He is ripped. He's trying to get his Tim Bradley on. But um, so yeah, we will see. We will see. Who is also on this card? Ah, Jesus Cuellar versus Jonathan Akendo. Man, Cuellar has looked like a beast. In his last few fights, he's like the last button on on Robert Garcia's coat, isn't he? He's like the most formidable guy in the stable now. There's no more Brandon Rios. Oh yeah. yeah, the the um, Robert Garcia stable had diminished recently. My daughter retired. Rios came back. He Rios came out of retirement. My daughter yeah, he... is fat and happy. Um, Mikey Garcia not fighting. Uh. Who else Robert got? Donaire not with him anymore, right? Yeah, I mean, this is the last button on Gable's coat over at the RGBA. But, um, you know, if you got one button left, it's a good button. Pretty how does he match up against uh, Jonathan Okendo? Kendall's no slouch either. That's also a good a good match. No, yeah, Kendall does good, but, but I think um, Cuellar eventually gets him out of there. I just think he I, I don't think that Kendo really can take power shots. Mm-hmm. I mean I, I was surprised that Johnny Gonzalez didn't knock him out. I think Johnny that that was like the indication that Johnny doesn't really have it anymore and, and should probably retire. Cause, mm-hmm. well, Kendo he's a good boxer, but if you hit him hard, he crumbles. Or uh Jesus Cuellar, because he's carrying the weight of the gym on his shoulder. Also on the card, Chris Algieri versus Eric Bonet. Eric Bonet fought against Sean Porter, lost against Sean Porter in his last fight, lost by knockout. 
Oh, yeah, because he had an injury, right? Um, he was doing pretty good in the fight, I thought. Yeah. You know, I think he, yeah, he injured yeah. his leg when he fell down. Right, right. So, yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. I was at that fight. Um, yeah. So, you know, should be a good fight. We'll see how Chris Algieri is doing. Chris Algieri, is this his first, this is his first fight with John David Jackson, right? Second fight. The first one was oh, with okay. Khan. Which was which was what shocked most of us because he he actually walked Khan down and and landed the the, the bigger shots. <laughs> it was Andre completely changed his style. Like that's a crazy Chris Andre for that. Like he he did something that Klitschko was unable to do against Fury. Completely became a, an aggressive pressure fighter, and you know worked his way in and you know threw those those like big looping shots that uh took down the giant. Well, not kind of not a giant, but he's pretty tall for a welterweight. Also on the card, uh, Marcus Brown versus Francisco Sierra, Yuri Foreman out of retirement versus Linwood Dozier, Heather Hardy on the card versus Noemi Boskin. You know, it's a full card. It's a long card. Whoever's going to this card in New York, Man, you're going to be there a while. It's probably snowing anyway, so get into the theater early. Let's see. Let's talk about this uh, HBO Latino car. Wilfredo Vasquez Jr. versus Boo. Rafael Riviera. Boo. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a good car. This is not good. What, what is the yeah. most, this, 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 uh, you know, what is most disheartening about this card for you? Um, the the A sides aren't particularly interesting. Like you really don't see a future with them, and the the B sides are like, who are they? It it, it just doesn't matter who wins the fights. Like, look, the, the only other card that's really worth talking about this weekend is that um that Chihuahua fight and um Fuentes, yeah. That, that, I think that's going to be on BN Sports. That that's a good fight. What Francisco Rodriguez and um, Moses Fuentes? Those are their full names. There, there you have it, folks. I'm not even going to try to talk him now. Okay. Well, what about the Unamas card? Yeah. Well, Soul Boxeo is, is you know, Bob Aaron kind of ruined Soul Boxeo. To be honest with you. It's just, <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, you know, I I watch it, you know, here and there, you know, just to see if something, you know, good happens. But it never really does. It's just, you know, it's a it's a it's a developing show for for Bob Aaron's prospects. That that that's all it is. It's like um, it's like the the stage before True TV. There you have it, folks. I'm a I'm a defer to my man Ryan Bivens here. I usually do. Oh wait, are these board fights? There's a lot of fights on this weekend. There's a BN Sports card. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Watch that one. Francisco Rodriguez versus Moises Fuentes. Yep. Talk about it. Why is this the I good card? Oh, why? Why is it a good fight? Let's see. Yeah. Well, both these guys, you know, have been world champion before. Um. And they're 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 all action fighters, you know. They they throw a lot of punches and they you know kind of they they fight best coming forward. They they don't really you know 
if you back them up, uh, they're probably, you know, going to get knocked out. And, you know, you're just, you know, extremely good, like a, a Roman Gonzalez or, or something like that. But, but these guys, you know, they just never stop punching and, you know, they just keep coming at you. It's, um, people would best know Rodriguez for his fight with Tatsunari Takayama, I believe, because that was a, um, a unification fight in the, the, the strawweight division. And it was, it was my fight of the year in 2014. Um, he also had a really good fight with Roman Gonzalez, actually, in 2013, before he got stopped by... It was kind of a, a bullshit stop, to be honest with you. Uh, he most recently got uh, kind of schooled by Donnie Nietes, but, but um, you know, he's, he's a solid fighter. Um, I actually think he is going to lose this weekend because I like Moses Fuentes a lot. He kind of really made his, his mark when he um he, he knocked out Ivan Cotter on back in 2012. And then he, he bounced back from that. And he got a draw with Donnie Hittis. He got knocked down the rematch, but that first fight was really impressive. I actually thought he won. Um, and I, he's, I guess he's won his last three since getting knocked out by Donnie Hittis. So he, he has more momentum, more momentum coming into this fight. But yeah, both these guys fought Donnie Hittis. Um, None of them beat him, but uh, Fuentes at least got a draw the first time. And, um, yeah, he, I think he retired. Did he retire Connor? Was that Connor's last fight? Let me say. Yeah, it was Connor's last fight. So I think he's. I think his, his boxing skills are a little sharper, and that, that's why I favor him. Um, Rodriguez is just kind of more of a, like, just like a machine just in, not much thought process of what he does. <laughs> he just kind of yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> or or or, 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 or tr- Jim Lampley's terms, bang 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 bang. Jim Lampley. You know, do you think Jim Lampley was really heartbroken uh, watching Klitschko get handled like that? I think he cried when he got to. The oh, class. he he been trolling the shit out of Klitschko. <laughs> People are interviewing Jim Lampley about the Klitschko fight. They're talking about, oh, Klitschko, he, he was awful. Huh? Talking about, like, you know, has, has any, um, um, you know, recognized, you know, like, you know, legitimate heavyweight champion in the world ever look worse than Klitschko. I'm like, damn, damn, Jim, really? <laughs> was he, did, he, did he look that bad? I mean, he looked bad, but well, technically, Comedy Box did have him, like, you know, landing some of the fewest punches in, in over 12 rounds in Comedy Box history. So that was unfortunate to say the least. But to me, he just it was, it was a matter of a uh, uh, style conflict. He he needed to fight differently for the first time in his career, and uh, it's, hard, it's hard to teach old dog new tricks. The man is is damn near forty, and um, teaching him something new at this point is is pretty rough. Which is why I'm. I'm not, you know, really looking forward to the rematch for him. Um, I guess he could win, but the odds are not in his favor. Even though it is going to be in Germany again, I just, I just think he should, like, you know, go another route. I mean, you know, there's, there's always Wilder. Wilder's still world champion. Go fight him. <laughs> I say after the rematch with Fury, he just retires. It's more babies with uh, Hayden, and just. In- Enjoy life. He's made a lot of money. The man's a doctor, for goodness sake. 
Ooh, I know that was a mad night at their house after that fight. Let's see. What else can we talk about? Once again, you are listening to the Ruckus Podcast. Jandra LaBeouf, Ryan Bivens, BadCulture.net, Sleepboxing Ratings. You know, visit us, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Bad Culture Los Angeles. Ryan, you're going to a fight next week. Let's see. Oh, so yeah, you yeah. Won't next, be on the, next Tuesday, I'm going to be at um, that, that TBC card on, on Fox Sports 1. Because my man, my man Garrett Wilson, he's uh, filling in for uh, one of the guys that, that I think pulled out the fight, Murat Gasayev. Um, so, yeah, I think he's fighting, what, Keith Tapia, I think? Some undefeated yeah. cruiserweight. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully my man Garrett can uh, get the job done. He's been pretty pretty uh, busy lately, actually. He's fighting, like, you know, every couple of months or so. And I'll, I'll go there and support him. It's, just not, it's in Jersey, but it's not, like, that far of a drive. It's, like, 25 miles away. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds good. So, yeah, man, we'll, we um, oh, yeah me and Daryl will be there. Um, and and Daryl, we actually might do a, a video recap of the fights, too. Like, he'll, he'll, he'll have me on camera, and I'll just kind of kind of give my uh, two cents after the fight's over. I'll still do a write-up, but I'll just, just be like something new that we haven't done before. I love it. Are you serious? Yeah. Did y'all come up with this? Is this the well, first time you've done you know, it? He DM'd me about it, I think, today. And I said, sure. I think that's great. I love it. I think that's great. People need to see that you're a real person, not just a dark cloud looming in the background. More of a light. I mean, you can see that I'm a real person if you just watch one of my fights. So, I mean, <laughs> there is that. But, um, yeah, yeah. You, you actually get to see a face while I'm talking for once. I'll try not to be too mean to the fighters on the broadcast. <laughs> I think you'll be no, fine. I can be kind of rough. I can be kind of rough are on the on that. Are you just going to recap the card, or are you going to try to snag some interviews while you're doing the recap? Uh, I'm probably going to do interviews, too, but I don't know if I can do them both at the same time. If we can, we will. Oh, okay. That's dope. I'm going to put it on the channel. That's really, really cool. I, I like I like all of that. That's really dope. Um, yeah, shout out to Daryl Cobb. Very, very good. Yes, Daryl, yes. Out there uh, switching it up. I like that a lot. Let's see. It is now 8 p.m., 11 p.m. on the East Coast. And we have no callers, probably because I'm scatterbrained and I haven't been promoting the show today and taking a week off probably didn't help the case either. Um, and thank you for everybody for uh, sticking with us. Took the week off for Thanksgiving. Went to Arizona to see the fam. Arizona, nice little boxing hotbed, too. I think I saw that they're going to have a card out there. I can't remember when the card is. I'm going to show some love to my Arizona fam. Uh, Jose Benavidez Jr., I believe, is fighting on that. So when I get more information, I will talk about it on here and if you're in the arizona greater arizona area go out and support that car support boxing these kind of cars is what bring forth your next champion so when i get the information from uh my folks out there follow emily boxing on twitter and uh, you can get some more information about that that's pretty dope um before we wrap it up for the evening oh before we wrap it up in the evening let me just say Tomorrow, Bread and Red will be back for the second installment 
for uh, Bread and Red Unboxing, which will be hosted by Ismail Dussalam. They're going to have a later start time because uh, Julianne Williams is in camp or he's training or something like that. So Bread is going to – we're kicking back the show time about an hour. So, But stay tuned to my Twitter and the Bad, and the Bad Culture Twitter for more information on that. On Friday, Alan Squire, um, the director of El Boxeo, will be back with his own show called Uppercut, where he will talk more about the politics of boxing. And I'll be doing that show with uh, Alan Swire so you can get the the background noise of what's happening in the sweet science. So there's a little housekeeping information about that. Now, Brian Bivens, before we wrap up for the evening, I figured this would be a short show since it's the end of the year. Anything to... Ooh. Klitschko's manager, Ingus Klimas, Boxing Scene just reported that Ingus Klimas, no, that's not his manager. Whoever Klitschko's manager is says it's too early to talk about rematches. Klitschko. Yeah, I'm reading it too. Oh, wait, but Fury off the travel home, but Fury. Oh, and Tyson Fury's wife is pregnant. Oh, good for her. Congratulations. So, yeah, they're not talking rematch anytime soon. I mean, the fight's barely cold. We're still writing articles about it, so we'll wait and see what happens with that. So before we wrap it up for the night, anything else you would like to discuss or lob into the universe? Um, well, first, uh, his manager's name is Bernard or Bern Bonte. I don't really know how to pronounce those German names, but uh, D-O-E-N-T-E is the last name. <laughs> yeah, he just says it's it's too early to discuss a rematch, but um, Klitschko said he wants it, so we'll see. Um, I, I think Tyson Fury is, is trying to get it in the U.K. at Wembley Stadium, but uh, I think the contract said it would, would be in Germany, so uh, they'll work something out. Um. In other news, there is one of the all-time great fight cards was announced today. Alexander Ustinov is fighting Sam Peter on the same card that Roy Jones Jr. fights Enzo Macaronelli. <laughs> Sam, I hear Sam Peter plans to come in under 300 pounds for this fight, so so that's good. Ustinov is, you know, kind of always around 300 because that, that's just kind of his natural weight. He's a really big guy. But hopefully Peter comes in under. Um, I know Peter is kind of an old man, even though he's technically I still in his early 30s, I think. But he just looks – I think he's one of those guys who lied about his age because he really does not look – I'm going to get into that gauge real quick. He does not look like a guy that was born in 1980. He just doesn't. He, he looks like an old man. <laughs> but uh, yeah he's going to be fighting Alexander Usmanov in Moscow on December the 12th and so is Roy Jones who is a, a Russian citizen you know so man this this Enzo Macaroni fight is dangerous I think it, it really is for Roy because I know Enzo is you know kind of he's very shinny uh, but he can punch like really hard <laughs> and he's you know he's a lot bigger than Roy um, what Enzo six foot four? Roy is like five eleven. So 
Yeah, this is this is a dangerous fight. Um, <laughs> Roy Jones might not fight after this. Then again, I'm, Roy Jones has got knocked out plenty of times, and he just keeps coming back. So who the hell knows? Roy, what's his fight number? 72, I think, for Roy. 70, 71. It'll be his 71st fight. The guy is 46 years old. He just refuses to stop boxing. Russia has adopted him as their 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 new son. They 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 really love like washed up American fighters for some reason. I don't know why they they don't really adopt guys from other countries like the way they they ship our guys over there. But yeah, hey, Roy's fighting this month, literally this month. What that's what was the twelfth? That's uh. That's a Saturday. So, two Saturdays from now, Roy Jones will be fighting in Russia against a guy that potentially could knock him completely brain dead. Uh, so, I mean, take it for what it's worth. I saw uh, Roy and and I, uh, I tried to get him to do a drop for the show. I wanted him to put a hot I'm going to the gym. Like, he was wrapping up some radio. They had all the radio media in the media room for Cardo Canelo. And he jumped off. I was I was trying to get Roy. You know Roy would have spit that high 16 for me. If we get Roy back on the show, Roy spitting a high 16 for us. Now the now that I think about it, I need to email his uh his publicist. We getting the ruckus is going to get a high 16 from Roy. You can put that in the bank right now. So don't be surprised if you tune into the ruckus one night and you hear Roy Jones rapping over like shook ones or something like that. I'm Roy Spit getting me my hot 16. Watch. Watch. It's going to happen. So anyway, well, there is that is that. We have played around with your emotions and your time long enough. Any parting words before we uh, shut it down, Ryan Bevin? Um, Let's see. Because my hand is still jacked up from the fight. I'm not actually throwing punches at anybody <laughs> for a while. So in the meantime, uh, I will be traveling. Like I already said, I'm going to be at that uh, that Jersey card on December the uh, the eighth, and I'm also going to. Well, I got to wait till they improve my credentials, but I assume they will. Um, that uh, what's it called the the, the Verona card on December the nineteenth, I believe. The uh, the so Brian Jennings Louis Ortiz card. Yeah, Gabe Rosado's on that card too, right? Yeah, yeah, he's fighting um, Joshua Cloudy and um, uh, Jason Sosa, even though he's he's from, I think, Camden, but he's pretty much a Philly fighter. Uh, he's going to be fighting Nicholas Walters. So a lot of a lot of, uh, a lot of local talent are going to be on that card, and um, I'll be there. I'm so proud of you that you're traveling. Yeah, you know, um, got to do something. <laughs> I can't. I can't be in the ring. It's it's, it's fucking with me. I got. It. <laughs> I got. You. I got. You. Well, I'm 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 proud of you, nonetheless. I know it's not the circumstances you would have liked, but I'm proud of you, nonetheless. Um, let's see. So Ryan's gonna be out in the field. I am waiting to see when the Guerrero Garcia media press conference happens. That fight's happening in L.A. Uh, so uh, should we take that that Guerrero's the A side of the fight? You know, I, I guess so. So 
we are, I'm anxiously awaiting, well, I'm awaiting the, the announcement of the Garcia versus Guerrero press conference here in Los Angeles. So, of course, I'll be at that. Other than that, I don't believe there's any other that I will be attending or traveling to. There's going to be an L.A. Fight Club. I ain't going to that. Um, I think there's a fight down in. A fight where? Fantasy Springs in Indio, California, down there near Palm Springs, where Tim Bradley's from. Um, That's really far, and the Bad Culture Mobile does not like to make those long journeys. So if I can hop up in the whip with somebody else, I'll go down to Indio for that card that's taking place, but I'm not too optimistic. So other than that, you know, it'll be boxing coverage close to home for me until the end of the year. And I don't can't say that I mind too bit because I, you know, do a I think I do a fair amount of moves around the L.A. Vegas general area for boxing in Oxnard and San Diego and California's a big state, so I've covered a lot of ground in California and Vegas this year. So with that, that concludes our show for tonight. Make sure you visit BadCulture.net. Click some ads while you're there. I would appreciate it. Make sure you click on the link that says Bad Culture. What does the link say? Uh, it's in the right-hand column. I don't even know what my own stuff says. It's all starting to blur together. I think I need a vacation. Click under uh, the black image, the black icon under Bad Culture Video. Please, 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 please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Help me build this channel. Now that Ryan is starting to do video, we're going to get another mug on there besides mine. That's a great thing. So we'll have more video on there for you all to enjoy. Make sure you like BadCulture.net on Facebook, um, on all the various social media platforms. Make sure you follow us. Go on to the Bad Culture site and click the Donate button for the show because pretty soon we will be back to the 30-minute format. Our time has run its course from our angel, our angel donor. God bless our angel donor. But, you know. This stuff ain't free. This stuff ain't free. So, yeah, help us keep it uh, the two-hour format and keep our other shows online or we are forced to go back to a 30-minute platform. So with that, thanks again for listening. Thank you, Ryan Bivens. Thanks to all the hardworking Bad Culture team, and we will be back next week. Good night. <laughs>